0: Alright guys, what's going on? I'm back. This is Darrell Smith from The the Gun Dog Notebook. This is episode 4. Alright, we're going to call this All About the Birds. This is a pretty, pretty, pretty significant episode for me. Um, It's more, probably more revealing uh, in terms of having birds, raising birds. and We're probably going to mostly focus on the topic of Bob White Quail. Uh, the Northern Bob White, but they're more native down here to Georgia, which I don't necessarily know how that makes sense, but whatever, that's, that's fine. Um, they're pretty much found all up and through the United States, they're pretty native. So, um, that is where we're going to go. I hope you guys had a chance to check out the precast to this episode. So, I don't know if that's actually a thing, but we're going to call it a thing. Uh, the precast was about an owl, Okay this, uh, this owl, I found out it was a barred owl, that was, uh, that was something that kind of popped up, uh, a couple of days ago, and dude was trying to take my birds, man, which, I mean, is interesting, um, as far as the precast goes, it, uh, scared the pants off of me, but that's fine, uh, it, well, the precast didn't scare the pants off me. The owl scared the pants off me because uh, my back was to my quail my cage or whatever. Um, not cage, my pen. My back was towards the pen. And with these owls, you don't really hear them coming in. And so, next thing I know, I hear this big, huge explosion like rumbling in the pen. Next thing I know, I turned around. And it's an owl staring at me back in my face. So, um,. Yeah, if you guys didn't get a chance to hear the precast, I will put it on um, right now. Actually, let me open it up and kind of go from there. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, it may be easier for me to just play it through here. I hope y'all can hear it. Um, hang on. I might just play it through to the... Uh, the thing, So, here we go. The uh, precast. About an hour. Hey, everybody. This is Darrell Smith. I'm trying to be as quiet as I can. This is like a, like, a, like a little memo before the podcast, episode four. Right now, currently, there is a huge owl eyeballing my quail on the back patio, and I'm watching it. I got videos. Yo, he is huge in strategy. Crazy as I'll get out, I think the dude just literally looked me in my eye. But that's fine. He can't get to me. I can't get to him. Wow, he is sitting on my green chair, um, trying to work out how to get one of these quail. Now the thing is, he can't get these quail. cycle that I have mm. not considered anything excuse. Yeah. or seven times now. He's just gonna sit there. It's fine. But anyway, um, I actually want to do some research and find out what type of owl this is. And I gotta be as quiet as I can because I mean, I'm inside. But... All right. So that was a. Uh, a few minutes of the precast about an hour for episode four all right so that was interesting uh if you want to hear the rest of it you can definitely find uh the precast on i mean obviously right before this episode so that is not the hardest thing to do in the world all right so i got a couple updates and uh you know some interesting news and you know all all kinds of uh all kinds of stuff. So hmm 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 where do I start? Um that was actually my buddy Eric. Okay, I guess I can start there seeing as I just said. So my buddy Eric Morris, uh who has taught me a lot as far as hunting and you know just dogs and everything about hunting culture, um, he pretty much has introduced me to And uh, I kind of, you know, took it from there, but he is the founder and president of Black Wolf Hunting Club, uh, the hunting club that I'm also a part of, and that's pretty cool. And so we will be going to Kansas on November 18th through the 22nd. We'll be going to Kansas for some duck hunting. It'll be Ruger's first duck hunt, uh, which is kind of cool, and then we'll hopefully get a chance to get some uh, release birds. God I keep wanting to say release birds no i'm I'm sorry y'all, I'm looking at the birds in my backyard. we're not releasing birds in Kansas we're hunting them, okay we're hunting pheasants all right um from what I understand is gonna be pretty cold it's gonna be like thirty degrees give or take, so I'm pretty pretty ready, but uh you know if uh, if it's if there's anything else that, that we can add to it, I I can just say that it's just gonna be a good time. Uh we're camping out, you know, doing it the real real way. Ain't no hotels, ain't no none of that. Uh uh-uh. uh we camping out. And uh, you know, I'm just gonna wake up and, and, and put some dogs on the ground. I got Ruger going up there with me, Eric's dog uh razor, his Chesapeake Bay retriever, who is uh is about three now, I think. It's a little bit older, and it's just gonna be us two, you know some shotguns and uh'm taking my my eight seventy super mag up there, pump action, and yeah, so that's that's gonna be on November eighteenth through the twenty second We'll be out there, and uh my next episode more than likely will be the episode we're gonna record it live, we're gonna do it out there. You know, maybe the sounds of the woods or something, I don't know. You know, make it all cool. But Eric's a good dude, so look forward to that coming up. I wanted to have some guests on this particular episode, but I don't think things worked out or maybe they were a little bit too busy or something like that. No big deal. Uh, maybe we can cycle back around. I think this is this may be an episode that we uh, continue the topic on, because I, I, I may not even breach the, the tip of the iceberg on... The importance of birds and so yeah this that may be something that we keep going uh, more updates um i i think i mentioned last time last podcast or maybe i didn't but if i didn't um i recently purchased the q the uh, q5 quillamine uh rimfire vest not the center fire but the rimfire is a little bit more minimal when I was reading about it, and that vest is awesome. I'll definitely be using that out uh, out in Kansas for sure if we do some pheasant hunting. It's got more pockets than a little bit. I'm going to tell you that now. It's got more pockets than a little bit. Um, I, I'm still figuring out all the pulleys and pockets and this and that, but it fits snug, really good, and it's really good for back support. You don't, you don't realize how much the weight of these birds starts to get, even little bitty quail, You know, it starts to get heavy when you're walking around out there. So it puts a lot of strain on your lower back. And especially for me, I ran track in college and high school, ran the 400-meter hurdles. So between my my legs and my back, they're pretty much shot. I mean, I'm in pretty good working physical condition. I'm not going to lie and say running hurdles didn't contribute to the back pain. So with as much walking as we do, up and down hills, so on and so forth, uh, just different kinds of terrain, that Q5 rimfire, uh vest is really, really, really good for that. On top of all the pockets, I literally kept, uh, retreat, you know, treats for Ruger for, you know, I, I like to be a fair person on the retrieve. I kept a bottle of water for Ruger, a bottle of water for myself, um, two packs of ammo, and still had room for more for birds. That's the thing. I hadn't even put, I hadn't even got to the... the actual bird pack, I got the netted vest, um, I figured I'd be using it more often here in Georgia uh, than anywhere else, and that just made more sense, I guess, for getting off heat, and uh, I also like it because the packaging, they were just very, very, very personable, uh, what you barking at, Ruby? yeah, so I'm recording this and in, different- in my living room instead of the studio, so, Bruger is on 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 guard for the door, I guess. You may hear him in the back or something. So uh yeah, but anywho, that Q5 Quillamine Rimfire vest is amazing, super, super personal. Um, the story behind the creators is really interesting, and so you can read about that on their website. Um, and then they send you all kinds of stuff, and then they send you this cool little uh like key holder pocket thing that clips to your you know it's just like a little key ring or yeah it's just a little clip and it's this soft thing it's got q5 on it it's just a soft key holder so you don't lose your keys i thought that was pretty cool pretty considerate um i never lost my keys out there but i also never considered the fact that i could so you know for little important things you can definitely use that and that was just a complimentary gift so then um also, yeah, it's also taken me a bit of time to get back to recording this podcast because Ruger was sick as hell. Very, very, very sick. I mean, like, real sick. Um, so, I don't really want to go into details about that because it's just, it's a long story and I really want to get to the podcast, but he, it definitely could have, could have killed my dog. So for anybody who wants to know, I would love to answer any questions or whatever. Uh, you know, just email me and I can tell you, you know, how that whole process went. But, uh, just all I can say is, man, pay attention to your dog, pay attention to your dog, man. They, they tell you everything you need to know. And I think sometimes we underestimate you know their needs and I'm not saying that I don't take care of my dog I'm just saying just like anything if you're around it so much and you spend a lot of time with it it's natural to kind of be like oh it's okay like it'll be all right which is what I do often I uh I have a dog built like a tank man I'm not gonna lie I got a, an amazing dog he's really 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 cool and so he's strong and he gets in he's a lab he gets into stuff um he's a young lab at that so, you know, for whatever reason, if your dog is sick or starts exhibiting just weird kind of behavior, just uh make sure you take them to the vet. And at this point, um, just the being a dog owner, the lifestyle of it, you pay what you gotta pay. And I mean try to do home remedies if you can, but sometimes it just comes down to the vet knows best. Um hell, I'm I'm trying to go back or not go back, but go to um a veterinary school to get a vet, to get a uh, vet tech certification for things like that. So at least I can have some fundamental knowledge of it at this point in time. So uh Ruger's doing great though. Um he's ex he's really really good dog. Um and I feel like even during training, he's he like, I don't know, got better. It's kind of weird, but he did. So um that's kind of what I had for, you know, updates. Um I cannot think I can't really th- Oh, yeah. There we go. I got more updates. Um I am a part of Old South Hunting Club now. Hunt and Retriever Club. And really really good guys and ladies and uh they're just really welcoming. I mean, I got, you know, a nice informative welcome call from uh Miss Mary who is I think like the secretary and then another gentleman uh named Mr. Gary Whitlock who is the vice president, I want to say. And, I mean, super welcoming people. They're going to get me in some more uh, contact with some more trainers and different scenarios. So, I mean, I'm going to start getting some really, really, really in-depth, good quality work with Ruger very, very, very soon. Um, Me and Mr. Whitlock had a conversation uh, over the phone uh, about a week ago and there's some, some, some things that I want to work with Ruger on, but they definitely called and asked like, Hey, you know, what are your goals? And so on and so forth. So we had a long conversation and they're just really nice guys. So more on that later, um, just expect to hear more about the hunting club, but I joined because Ruger's going to start getting hunt tested and, uh, he'll be in his first hunt test in the spring of 2018. So when I'm not uh, when I'm not doing this, I'll be working on getting him there. Uh, when I'm not hunting, God, that was not specific. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, it's it's eleven eighteen in the morning. Um, I can't necessarily say I'm tired, but I'm making early morning mistakes. I'm sorry. So, um, look forward to hunt test practice and videos there. Um, I guess I never gave you guys my Tumblr website, but I have one for that. It's a blog. It is just um the gun Dog notebook. You know, this is the gun Dog notebook at uh dot or the gundog notebook dot dot com. So just one word T H E G U N D O G notebook tumblr t-u-m-b-l-r.com check that out and there's some in addition to my own content there is videos and stuff that I think are kind of cool kind of inspiring on there and just really really give you a good idea and also the video from uh, the owl the barred owl and that popped up on my porch that's there there's some more information to support this podcast on the uh, northern bobwhite barred owl Um, and just more stuff I post my podcast on their videos and uh, you know more interesting things I went the guy that I got my birds from Cliff really really cool gentleman Um, I got a chance to go into his quail penny raises about a thousand birds a year I mean I'm really really getting into the, the meat of this, and it's only my second year hunting, doing some upland and uh, waterfowl hunting. This is my second year, and I've really, really, really drank the Kool-Aid. So, not that I wasn't, like, really, really into it before, but now is one of those times where, you know, I'm a little bit older, I'm a teacher, art teacher, things are going really well. So, I have the time and space to to do so. Um, so outside of that, I, I guess I'll go ahead and get started on the actual podcast. So, um, all about the birds episode four, I wanted to do a episode more focused on the importance of, uh, keeping training birds and the importance of exposing a bird dog to birds. There's always that saying, and I'm understanding it more and more, that uh, to have a good bird dog, you need them exposed to a lot of birds. It's the birds that make it. And, I'm, and I, I really get that because, first and foremost, is it always boils down to genetics. It always boils down to genetics. Genetics. Because, you know, you're not going to, first of all, you're not going to have any, just not every dog is going to go and, you know, flush, retrieve, point birds. It's just, every dog is bred different. But, what I, what I appreciate, especially about all the research and stuff that I did about, uh, as far as getting Ruger and having a lab, there were so many different breeds. But, at the end of the day, they're all bird dogs and you need birds, I can say it's probably 70-30 as far as training, where 70% of everything that Ruger is capable of, I would I would honestly attribute to good genetics, strong genetics, powerful genetics. Um, you know, and uh, shout out to his breeder, Melanie Skoggins. I mean, for Brandywine Kennels, they're, you know, they, they did a really, 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 really good job. His mom and pop were... Uh, Really, really good bird dogs, and so on, and so forth. So, before you even get a, a good gun dog, just do the research because I've made plenty of mistakes with many other dogs before that weren't bird dogs or you know were for other hunting purposes. And first of all, it didn't make sense for me to be doing what I was doing because. I, I i thought at one point i thought i wanted a coon hunt and stuff like that and it just i think i wanted to get into dog hunting i've always been really attracted to it but bird dogs are different um there's a there's an art to it not saying there's not an art to everything else but there, there i've made a made my own art out of this and i'm learning more about the birds as i continue to train you know, when you want to expose your dog to birds, after a while, I just got tired of, of paying someone else to expose my dog to birds. I can go on a guided hunt, do this. And although I really appreciated it, don't get me wrong, I definitely appreciated it. I like having birds for myself. When I need to go out and I want to get Ruger on some, some work, I honestly just go down to public land, use their bird dog fields and do some training. I got buddies, you see, with Richard Munpower and stuff. We went to Fort Benning. Well, I mean, wasn't part of the military, but or the armed services of, of any sort. But even with that, we had birds. So, uh you know, there is there is a uh there is a huge significance and a huge difference and the development of any dog if he has that constant readily available contact with birds now i'm not saying that anybody needs to go ahead and buy them i mean hey, I like i said i drank a kool-aid or drank beer hell let me see if my tequila's in here hold on one second Dude. all right but yeah like i said i drank the tequila of bird dog hunting and it should be whiskey honestly it should be some good kentucky bourbon whiskey tennessee i would love if if, if, if uh any of these whiskey companies that i drink i.e., tennessee Stillhouse, is my number one uh bird dog whiskey is my other number one uh for both the quality and the fact that it is bird dogs and I can just continue to go down the, the trail um, but any any kentucky bourbon or bourbon of, a, of any sort i'm with shout out you know shout out to all of those companies and hint hint wink wink i like sponsorships so um like i said i'm sorry i got on a, a tangent about whiskey so I just think I I I think you need to have a way to expose your your dogs to birds consistently. Like I said, you do not have to own them in the backyard, but I'm sorry at this point in time, all the folks that I know that are really doing this, they got birds, they have birds in the backyard. Now I had pigeons before my dumb butt didn't clip the wings far enough back, and honestly, I should have just pulled the wings out because they flew off, which leads me into my other little. Small short story segment, Uh, and we're gonna we're. I was thinking about. (laughs) I was thinking about one of my pigeons that got away when I first started getting birds. It was this pretty white pigeon too. Her name was Bo Peep, and I took Bo Peep out one day to uh to do some training and do some retriever working I like pigeons because they're strong birds like I can only do a few retrieves with my quail before they're just shot they're gone you got to put them out of their misery but I uh I like my pigeons because they're tough birds and I had this really pretty white one that honestly I think I was I might have just kept it kept her because I had two I had Pete and Bo Peep but anywho Pete uh ended up dying, but like I I'm 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 not quite sure why, but I'm thinking it has something to do with the feed, who knows? But Bo Peep was still good, and so I took her out. And my dumb butt didn't, like I said, pull the wings out completely to flight feathers. So Bo Pete flew off. Well I had her for about almost two weeks. And just independent, so I think she was starting to get adjusted to living around the area. And uh, she started homing, but I don't think she necessarily may have knew where to go all the way, so she just flew back to my neighborhood. And every so often, I would be walking Ruger, and the bird would be sitting in the grass like a frolicking angel of a trainer bird. It was also kind of like a little tease. And a couple of times, I honestly, because I can't shoot my neighborhood, so a couple of times I was going to see if I could, like, send Ruger out. And maybe he can catch her off guard and snatch her up out the ground and bring her back, retrieve. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. But we're going to call that the Legend of Bo Peep. And the Legend of Bo Peep... um was going on every so often. I would see this white pigeon in the air. So maybe if I see her again, I'll continue the story about the legend of Bo Peep. But right now, that bird may or may not be in the neighborhood anymore. But uh, Bo Peep is the the white the white pigeon that escaped. So maybe there's going to be more to the story on that. Um So yeah, I I just going back to the all about the birds thing and just the importance of consistent bird exposure, um, as a trainer, if you're going to have these creatures, I think it's important to learn their habits. And I mean, with, in addition to some online research and so on and so forth, some of it is just taking. It's just, it's just more about taking the time to, uh, just watch them. Honestly, just sit down and watch them. They're little skittish birds, but they they're they're very interesting. They sleep in this radial kind of formation where they're you know everybody's kinda on the lookout. And you know, they eat at certain times of day and all that and and I and what I was doing was kind of trying to see on the weekends or whenever I'm here at the house, if see if it was consistent from day to day their feeding times. And not like me going out there and putting food in it. But, you know, it takes them a while to eat all the food. So, what I was noticing were patterns. And, uh, you know, and I, I'm quick to say that quail, they just got the shaft, man. <laughs> like, nature really just kind of shafted them. And... You know, I, I I was listening to uh, Phil Robertson from uh, Duck Dynasty, who's really, really, really cool guy. He's funny as all get out to me. But he was talking about on YouTube, it was like a new channel or something like that, CCR or something like that. But anyway, he was talking about uh, ducks and cooking them and why people have a problem with them. You have to understand that nature pretty much nature pretty much allows us to have what we need and i think that comes in the form of these essentially kind of helpless birds i mean they can fly but they don't really fly that much but there's food and sustenance out there in the uplands in the air quail the pheasant the ducks and all of that stuff we've got what we need as far as food you just have to manage it and take care of it so you know, what these birds are also teaching me is just the... the I'm understanding the importance of habitat. Not that I didn't understand it before, like, why it's important to keep these birds in, in, in their habitats up. But, I mean, when you look at them, it's, it's almost sad. <laughs> and I say almost because, I mean, I hunt them. Um... And pause. By the way, um, I got a good little cigar that I'm gonna use with this uh, this tequila. Okay, it is Jaime Garcia Reserva Especial. Okay, it's a good one. It's like you know, nice, nice color to it. Kind of what we call dark skin. It's a dark skin cigar. You know, it pairs well. I, I uh, it was gifted to me before. Uh, by a good friend of mine who also is a hunter um uh, and I trained his daughter's uh his daughter's dog uh his first dog Abby that I trained for my for the gun for not the gun dog the basic obedience part of my dog training business so you know I just thought that was kind of cool so that's what we're smoking on uh what we drinking on is lunazul lunazul uh reposado tequila hundred percent agave and uh let me go ahead and get this lit give me a second ah there we go okay so back to our regular schedule program um So anywho, my experiences with this whole quail thing has been really, really, really interesting. Um, Good Lord. It takes forever to get a cigar lit. So those little breaks, guys, my bad. I'm trying to get it going. Once we're going, we're good. I'll stop being a, a bad influence, I guess. Almost. Okay. So, these little quail, man, I mean, really, really, really pretty creatures. Um, My experience has actually, honestly, been pretty enlightening. Um, From the artwork that I've started to make from them, and I will post that on my Tumblr as well. I will post that on my Tumblr as well, but uh, from the artwork to the upkeep, you know, it's giving me something to do in the morning, later on in the evening, aside from training dogs, but there's a different kind of respect, you know, especially, you know, crippling birds and stuff like that when you're out shooting, make sure your dog goes and retrieves that bird as best as possible now no hunter is gonna sit you know everybody want to say that my dog ain't never lost birds okay that's a lie i think every podcast that i listen to they mention somebody saying something about my dog ain't never lost a bird and i think we all uh can agree on the same thing my dog's lost birds he's young and silly it's a damn good dog though but um Every dog loses them, but please, 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 when you cripple a bird, man, go get that thing if you can, and like really search for it. I mean, the bird is already suffering anyway, but I think it's just irresponsible not to. And that's the, I think that comes from the respect of having them and It just makes more sense to do so. Um, so these things that I'm kind of learning, it's just bird hunting is just as much all about the birds as it is the dogs. And everybody has good dogs. I mean, I've, everybody that I've met in this hunting community, there I'm, I'm, I've yet to meet a bad dog per se. Like, a dog that just don't want to hunt. I'm not saying they're not out there, because they are. Um, But as puppies, if you can get these dogs, these pups on birds early, do so. I put Ruger on birds at four months old. And I didn't teach them anything. I didn't train anything. I just... Just put a I I literally me and Eric we uh we just we just put it out there put one in the grass out at uh, West Point WMA um West Point WMA and uh We literally just let him find let that nose get to work and next thing you know he flushed his first bird I got it on video too that was cool But it's just super important. I'm not saying that you can't expose a bird dog to birds late. Because that also happens. But the earlier the better. And my, like for my next dog that I get. um, For my next dog that I get. That dog is going to have even sooner exposure. Because I got the birds here. I have better access to them. So... You know what i did with ruger i'm gonna be be twice as good at when my next dog comes it'll be a girl i've already got names stuff like that just a little sidebar um but you you have to have to have to be responsible for the welfare of your of your gun dog and by the welfare of course the general Maintenance and upkeep and stuff like that, but also, um, also the drive for your dog. Sometimes I just take the flight feathers out the bird and just let Ruger, uh, and just let Ruger, you know, kind of just mess around and, and really, really, really just grab the bird and retrieve it. Um what that does is build that drive. So and honestly, the drive is the thing that overcomes any of my training errors. <laughs> because I I know I'm pretty sure I've messed up quite a few, you know, quite a few times. I think I'm doing all right though. But Ruger having the drive for those birds. Sometimes he just ignores what I my any of my mess ups cause he's like, Yeah, this dude is he's an idiot, but he's trying. Sure, dad. Um I'm gonna go get this bird and we're gonna do this over again. And I want you to get your part right. So you know, that's uh, that is that is another thing. Now just the beauty of these quail, um and it's a couple of, quail. I finally saw, I, I not finally, I saw a Mexican quail for the first time uh, from Richard Mumpower. I think I said that too, but um, these are some pretty birds. The feathers and so on and so forth, uh, the feathers and so on and so forth, they're just really pretty. I think, I think I'm learning the life cycle of, of my birds of the birds, I don't, I don't, I don't like saying I, my birds, I mean, they are, they're in my possession, but, yeah, let's just say the birds, um, I think I'm learning a life cycle, because I got some, they were kind of small, or whatever, uh, they were kind of small, but, <laughs> what was, uh, what was go- what's going on now is they're growing like their tail feathers and stuff like that. I'm not necessarily sure what exactly that means, but I assume that they're getting older, they're acting different. Um so there's there's quite a few things going on there. Um I like drawing the feathers. And this kind of goes into the whole sporting art thing. But I got a piece that I just did. uh, And I'll post it. It's called Four Dead Bob Whites. And uh, in that piece, I wanted to get as much detail and lifelessness in the birds. And uh, I'll tell you actually what my... Synopsis of the work was hang on, okay. Um, let me go to the work. I guess I should be better prepared, but I like winging it like this sometimes. No pun intended. Alright, so the Four Dead Bob Whites piece. This is uh, what I wrote on the back side. Just for anybody that's interested. uh, Four Dead Bob Whites, quote unquote, is a work that observes four dead pen-released Georgia Bob White quail after Ruger hunted and flushed them. More importantly, it is a work about the beauty of dead or death in nature. And our connection with nature as human causation. These birds are flighty and reluctant, scared of imminent death, and I ask if human beings are the same way. And the quail stand in as a metaphor of these birds, as these, as these birds, oops, I'm sorry, and the quail stand in as a metaphor, my bad. Uh, as these birds lie on the back of my truck, their souls transitioned in the bag of my game vest. Or upon the shot and retrieve, what is left is beauty, their patterning and coloration, and a reminder of our own fragility. Yeah, so that was one thing that I wrote down. I hope y'all pretty, you know, got that. But you can read it uh, on the Tumblr as well. So I really think. That throughout all of this this hunting that I'm doing that there are metaphors being formed, and I'm starting to understand a a deeper i'm I'm starting to get it gain a deeper uh appreciation and new understanding of just life life around me, how my own life has changed, and you know how simple things are and how complex they can be. At the same time, uh, you know, understanding life, raising it and being responsible for something so fragile. With the understanding that I am going to take that life and, you know, there's an appreciation for it, honestly. Um, I want to continue doing this for the rest of my life why because this is something that is constantly growing and being responsible for life and being responsible for death in whatever capacity i think that's something that we as hunters we as humans we as creatures should give a little bit more respect to A lot of the times I feel like they're, and especially in 2014, I'm sorry, 2017. uh, Man, I don't know where my head is at today. But um, especially in 2017, I don't think life is as well regarded as it probably could be. I don't think it's as well regarded as it could be. Um, And I say that because You know, there there's so much going on, you know, in America politics and, you know, racial divides and stuff like this and blah, 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 blah. I mean, there's so much division. But one thing that I've noticed in the bird dog world and the gun dog world, um, and it's actually like a thing for black folk not to be out in the country. I don't know why folk think that Atlanta, Georgia ain't the country. Um just all aspects of it total to be the country to me. But, you know, it's like a thing for black folk not to want to be around, you know, white folks, country white folks at that. Well, my thing is, I have yet to have any kind of negative experience with anybody that lives in rural Georgia. Because the common denominator is these dogs. The common denominator is this conservation. The common denominator is that we are all human and that people seem to gravitate towards this this lifestyle. There has never been an ounce of division in the bird dog world. The only division that I get is pointers versus flushes. And even there... You know, we might laugh and joke with each other or something like that, or hell, it it generally ends up turning into a training discussion. How does one train, you know, differently than the other? You know, pairing a pointer flush or so on and so forth. It's been more educational. You know, and and I think it, it adds exposure. So what these quail are teaching me is that we are all fragile. And if we stay together, we work better as a unit. I'm getting all metaphorical on you and stuff like that, but think about the way they sleep. They stay together. Now, they disperse in cubbies and stuff, but generally those cubbies come back together. They get out of the way of danger and then come back together. Why can't we do that? And if we can, and if we've done it before, why are we not doing it now? as a culture, as a people. From what I understand about this whole thing, hunters, upland hunters especially, um, because that's what I spend most of my interest and time doing, as far as all of this, man, there ain't no division here. Between the dogs and the birds, they're teaching me that. Ain't no fear about being in the country. Ain't no fear about doing this. Ain't no fear. Uh-uh. Ain't no fear at all. You know, to be able to laugh and drink with someone that. In whatever world they live in. White, black, blue, green, or brown. We are all trying to accomplish the same thing. And after we accomplish it, despite any kind of difference, we can all sit down and have a glass Share a cigar, smoke a cigar, whatever the case may be, have a glass and and continue to laugh, continue to make memories, continue to leave a legacy. You know, so it's, it's so much bigger than everything in the world going on. I'm sorry, it just is. This is what keeps me looking forward to spending my weekends at the house. I got enough stuff to do here. You know, learning to respect nature as 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 we take life and watching nature. That owl, although it scared the pants off me the first two seconds it came, I sat back and watched that thing and just watching nature do what it does. And I think we forget that. We are very much so connected to that I think human beings we forget how connected we are to nature And before I got these birds man, I didn't give two shits about really 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 researching the birds But then as I sat and I feed them and water them and stuff like that and so on and so forth Of course, you're gonna pay attention That that it's been something real significant for me And i'm sure If you sit and really really get into it, I mean i'm i'm definitely about the join quail forever not that I wasn't going to before but i'm one that likes to uh I'm one that likes to know the why before I get into doing something as i've gotten older because i've definitely made some super 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 abrupt decisions before but you know now i know the why behind quail forever now i know the why behind ducks unlimited yes i'm a part of that too i think anybody should go out and buy yourself a federal duck stamp join quail forever join pheasants forever join any of these any any of these conservation uh organizations, these nonprofits, because these guys, and I watch so many videos on them, and I, I meet people who are also part of it, so on and so forth. Please do it. If you not do it because these guys are from as far as I know, some of the only folks I know that are actually very concerned about the environment. Without the native creatures that we have here, especially the birds, we don't have an environment. It was left here, you know, if you want to hit the biblical aspect of it, God gave us dominion over these creatures, if I just want to go biblical about it. But that doesn't mean dominate and obliterate. That means dominate and conserve, manage, take care of it. You know, me finding dead pigeons in my pen is not cool, man. What did I do wrong? Okay, maybe the feed or something like that. I have yet to have a dead Bob White quail in there, though, if I ain't shot it. But going forward, man, it's it's so much, so much of it is not about actually shooting, So much of it is about the process, the process of dog training, the process of watching my dog grow and develop, the process of watching these birds grow and develop, the process of keeping them alive, upkeep. You know, there's so much of a give and take. Just as much as I take life, I have to continually give energy to fuel that life. Just as much as I Want a hunting dog I need to fuel The things that are going to make that dog better And if you don't do it man Don't be surprised when, when the outcomes are, are What they are But this is a whole thing This whole process This this goes way deeper than, than A nice ass shotgun And a bird up in the air hitting the grill speaking of which I make a mean bacon wrapped quail bacon wrapped barbecue quail I make a mean one I might even call that my specialty so you want to talk about free giveaways. I ain't got no free giveaway, but if you go hunting with me at any point in time, you are absolutely welcome to some of my bacon wrapped barbecue quail seasoned with the almighty mighty uh Stubbs, rub, and or sauce. So I can do a sponsorship from Stubbs too. That would be cool because I use David. I swear by his you know, Stubbs, rub, chicken rub, barbecue rub. Any of that. I like the rubs more. Um, sauces are cool, but I I I I swear by my rub. But anywho, um all in all, I mean I'm learning so much about these birds. The noises that they make you stay around them long enough you'll you'll be able to differentiate the warning calls from just the feeding calls to the whatever else they're doing you can kind of tell it's interesting i've yet to do any kind of extensive like online research aside from the uh, cornell university uh bird information website and stuff like that which is also really cool for my hunters out there go to uh Cornell University's uh, bird thingy, hold on, let me actually see what it's called, because I I use it all the time, Uh, it's called allaboutbirds.org, and it's the uh, Cornell Lab of Ornithology, and I'll post that too, Uh, if I don't, it's just allaboutbirds.org but they're very 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 insightful and i would love to get one of the guys from there too maybe that's an idea uh to pursue as speaking to the cornell lab about the uh birds i'm just throwing out ideas out there guys um i I think as much as i talk hopefully more so this place, I mean, I was looking at rough grouse. They've got all kinds of things. They've got a map to show you, like, where birds are within the last couple of years, sighted, and so on and so forth. Um, I looked in Georgia, go to the, uh, you know, got to go to North Georgia to do rough grouse hunting. And, you know, there's spotty areas where there are. I'm curious to go out there and do it. Bob White Quail, they're all over the Georgia map, and you can look on there, and there's information. Each of these birds have, I, I even at barred owl, I found out it was a barred owl because of the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. I uh, hope I'm saying that right too. Ornithology. Yeah, I'm good. So, I mean, for my biologists, I got a friend that's a scientist and hopefully a new, new, new to the bird dog world, hopefully soon mentioned her before, Adobe Okoro, um, who also really supports the podcast and has really pushed that. So, you know, I know she's going to listen to it at some point to this podcast at some point in time. Hint, hint, wink, wink, Adobe. Um, hurry up and get you a shotgun and a dog so I can get you out here and, and have you go ahead and drink the rest of this this hunting whiskey. And by that, I mean hurry up so we can go hunt. Um Speaking of hunting with Adobe, we are actually going to be doing what I, what we, not I, what we have coined the bean boot shoot because both of us have a pair of LL bean boots. I have the main hunting boot and I think she has a bean boots, which are more or less the same thing, but the hunting boot, I just wanted it mostly because it said hunting on the back of it. Um, There are differences, but anyway, the boots feel awesome and we're going to do this, this bean boot shoot. That's what we're going to call it. And it's just going to be, and we'll have Ruger. He's going to be, you know, the gun dog for this year. And hopefully it might even be like an annual thing or something like that. But, um, we're going to, you know, set out some quail and, and, and do some shooting and a dog, flush them and stuff like that. It'll be a good, good exposure. And, you know adobe shoots well we went to the clay range the other day and uh she shot really well so pretty sure she can hit a bird she can hit clay target she can hit a bird uh i know she's gonna get a eight seventy. so you know all of this has been really fun man that's what i'm trying to say um the bean boot shoot is coming up soon get her on the podcast and uh I got a couple of different ideas. Um, I am about to start upgrading some things with this podcast as I conclude. I'm about to start updating some things with the podcast. Uh, number one, I may start trying to pursue, not even may, I know I'm going to start pursuing sponsorships. So if anybody's listening and either wants to get on the podcast and you know have some conversations about bird dogs or anything, any, any kind of perspective that you know kind of fits along what we're trying to accomplish here um any perspectives dogs birds and i mean anything that contributes to what we do upland hunting waterfowl hunting uh hell coon dogs bear dogs i don't care anything most uh, hell anything with dogs that hunting, realistically uh or in the area conservation uh anything i want to start getting more folks on here so if you're listening and you want to get on it or uh you know somebody that might be a good candidate hey man send it in i'm gonna, I'm gonna start being all podcasty and stuff this makes me feel all official but uh you know it's episode four if you guys got anybody want to get on the podcast got anything i'm i'm looking i would love intro songs uh You know cool intro songs that are unique or and and could fit the mold or you know intro material sponsorship material giveaways You know, we're gonna start doing all of that. Um, I may even start thinking about my own giveaways Um, so Any of that any questions inquiries uh, Interests whatever the case may be you guys can send it to my email my uh, dog trainer Email it is red clay canine training at gmail.org and that's uh r-e-d-c-l-a-y-k the number nine t-r-a-i-n-i-n-g at gmail.com that's red clay Nine training at gmail.com and um you know just send me stuff man i like to talk to people I want to hear what folks got to say. I, I intend on this being a lifelong thing, and hopefully, I sound pretty cool on here, make you want to come back and listen to anything else I got to say. Hopefully, you like the content. Go on my my Tumblr, that is uh, the Gun Notebook dot dot com, spelled just like it sound one one long word, and uh, you know, so just give me some ideas, guys. I I want to continue doing this and. Like I always tell people, I'm just as much a student as I am a, uh, a, a literal teacher, but also a, you know, teacher of these things that we're doing, hunting and so on and so forth. But I want to know more. I want to get folks on here that have something to say, have something cool to contribute. You know, this, this, I want to get more contact and exposure with. Other hunters. Yeah, I know down here in the South, man, we don't really have I don't know. I don't know of any any podcasts or that are doing this. Most of the stuff I hear is, you know, Ronald Bain from the hunting Dog Podcast, my favorite podcast. Uh Tyler Webster from uh Birds Booze and Buzz Buds podcast. I really like him too. He's a really, really nice guy. Um, you know, hopefully I can get him on one of those guys on one day. But I don't really have a lot of folks from the South that are on podcasts. And and I think we have an interesting perspective. Everybody does. It's just all different. So, you know, without much more ado, guys, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to wrap up by saying, you know, uh, shoot straight. Have a good hunting season. Take care of your dogs. Take care of your birds if you got them learn more conserve join a club or two join a conservation organization or two buy a federal duck stamp and clean your shotgun and wear cool boots all right guys that is that's all i got that's episode four of the Gun Dog notebook all about the birds and pretty soon You guys will be hearing from me again. Hopefully, I'll be in Kansas by then. All right, guys. Signing out. Enjoy. Have a good one.